Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, producer of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Justin, an Outcasting youth participant. When it comes to controversies in American education, few things come to mind as quickly as sex education. In some states, it's difficult to persuade lawmakers to allow anything more than abstinence-only education. Sex education for LGBTQ youth? Don't even bring up the topic. This lack of LGBTQ-specific sex education can lead to significant problems. As it stands now, LGBTQ youth are more likely to have sex under the influence of drugs or alcohol less likely to use protection while having sex, and more likely to experience dating violence. GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, is a nonprofit organization that focuses on ending discrimination and harassment in schools on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity and expression. They say that less than 5% of LGBTQ youth in the United States have access to inclusive sex education. LGBTQ youth are at a disadvantage from their straight cisgender peers. Instead, they often learn about safe sex online, if at all. An ideal sex education curriculum would include a unit on human development, specifically a discussion of puberty, sexual orientation, and gender identity. As it stands now, this area is seriously lacking. Sexual orientation is not always talked about, and at least in my experience, during sex education classes, it was assumed that every student was straight and cisgender. The approach my health teacher took to the topic of the LGBTQ-focused education was to give the class a survey that asked straight people questions that gay people are asked every day, to show how ridiculous they are. An example of a question was, when did you decide to be straight? These questions confuse us more than anything. It seemed that her intention was to broaden the minds of her students, but that was very unclear to me and my peers. It was clear to me that she hadn't taught LGBTQ topics before. It seemed as if she was tiptoeing around anything related to the LGBT community. It's unfortunate that my ability to get relevant sex education was limited by her discomfort. We talked about topics that everyone could relate to, things like family, and platonic relationships, but when it came to romantic and sexual relationships, I was excluded. In my own sex education, my sexuality was not addressed in the curriculum. I was taught about the necessary warnings and precautions for straight sex, which is a start, but I did not need that. As a gay teenager, I could see that I wasn't being taught what was relevant to me. I didn't learn about topics such as sexualities other than straight and gender identities other than cis, and how they can be fluid for some people. Not having my identity represented or taught in the classroom made me feel excluded and not as important as my straight peers. I am disappointed in the school curriculum. I can appreciate how far we've come that we can talk about the LGBTQ community in school at all, but as a gay teenager, I still don't feel fully represented in the classroom. The problem with sex education extends beyond representation. According to a study from the CDC in 2017, gay men made up 70% of the over 38,000 new cases of HIV in the U.S. Even though we only make up roughly 4% of the population, we are the overwhelming majority of cases. 
Even 40 years after the beginning of the AIDS crisis, sexual education continues to exclude gay people from the conversation, allowing us to fall through the cracks. As a result of the lack of gay sex education, gay men are literally dying. These men were never taught about how to protect themselves against HIV and other STIs. It's obvious what's missing in the sex education curriculum, but people turn a blind eye. Luckily, I am surrounded by a great community of supportive friends. They help me go online and educate myself on topics I wasn't being taught in school. I now know that all forms of sexual contact are able to spread STIs and the steps I have to take as a gay teenager to protect myself from infection. I was able to learn sex education online, but online sources can be unreliable, so I am at risk of not getting credible information. I would have felt much more comfortable learning these important topics in school. Leaving queer youth to seek out this information on their own is not a perfect solution. Information on the internet is often decentralized and not always reliable. That's assuming that people even go looking at all. Some may not seek out information on safer sex because they do not know the risk. Sadly, these people who are not surrounded by a supportive community as I am are the most in danger. Because of how controversial the topic of sex education already is, it's going to be hard to try and change it. I hope that we all have the same goal of every student being able to access education that applies to them in their lives. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime, a feature from Outcasting Public Radio's LGBTQ youth program. Outcasting Overtime is a production of media for the public good, based in New York. Our executive producer is Mark Sofis. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org. To get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. I'm Justin. Thanks, and thanks for listening.